Canvas and Paper Cuts. How'd that go? Okay, okay, we can do it. Alright. <laughs> <And>, yeah. <laughs> Alright, this is uh, Kendra and Kat, and this is Paper Cuts. Yay! Uh, Kendra and Kat, thank you for joining me here in our makeshift basement studio for recording of Paper Cuts. Um, I said this whenever we did our WPA live event, but one of the things I'm really excited about being able to, to talk to you both about is uh, your work in comics. And um, whenever I first moved to DC and I went to Phantom for the first, con first time, uh, Mission Date Night was one of the first comics I picked up off the shelf. At Phantom, and I was like, "This is great," and I didn't really think that a year later we'd be able to be <laughs> hanging out talking about comics. So, uh, just thanks for doing all the awesome work. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's always really exciting being able. Like Phantom was great for us um, in terms of just being able to get our stuff out there beyond yeah. like doing DC Zine Fest and small press expo. And a good place um, to meet people who had similar interests in comics. Yeah, they, they've been really good with um, promoting the local scene around D.C. And so, I mean, it's it's been any any time that we get people that actually have read our stuff and we're just like, oh, my gosh, someone else has read our stuff. It's not just <laughs> it's not just us trying to give it to our friends and yeah. family. So. Um, so, yeah, like when you reached out to us, that was actually like really exciting. And uh, again, thank you for the opportunities you provided for us to be able to share our work with more people and um, bring it to the Paper Cuts um, gallery show that was at the WPA. That was really exciting for us. Yeah, that whole thing was so much fun and working with the WPA and just getting to know a few more people in the zine and comic scene has been great. And, you know, Phantom Comics is such a wonderful store as well. And last time I was there, I actually got to talk to Jake uh, for another episode of Paper Cuts, and they had oh. uh, just a table of all of your comics and zines. Oh yeah, that's because yeah. we had just dropped off a whole backpack <laughs> full of our stock after coming back from TCAF. <laughs> that was our leftovers. Oh, cool, cool. Um, were you working on something new for TCAF? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, we ended up deciding to call it Cave of Blunders. It's a fantasy comedy hijinks story. It a was a bit of romance too. Yeah, it was sort of um, like just leaning into what we enjoy focusing on with our comics, which is lighthearted and fun. Um, and then usually like, yeah, there's a little bit of romance. Like um, we tend to focus on like uh, queer romance because that's something that's of interest to us. And the more like happy ending queer romance stories yeah. there are, we feel is is positive. And that's why independent comics has been really good for that. Um, there's been more uh, more presence um, that we've noticed going to like small press expo, uh, especially like over the years that we've been living in the D.C. area. Um, the demographic has changed. And so uh, and as a result, like the people tabling have changed and you're getting a lot more voices and creators um, just yeah, doing what sure. they like and what they want to see that the mainstream's not providing. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's so. Cave of Blunders was also we were like, oh, let's also do like animal magicians, because <laughs> we're like, oh, uh, we want to have like cute boys with animal ears, yeah. and that's yeah. sort of Draw where that came love. from. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which in this case was funny ears. <laughs> so this is great because it actually like tees up like, three different questions I want to ask <laughs> <Sure>. you. <laughs> 
so we can lay this out and we can tackle it however we want to. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the the DC Comics and Zine scene. Um, I also want to talk to you about your interest in genre and different types of narratives that you're kind of. It seems like you're smashing together a couple of genres as you're as you're working. Um, and the Cave of Blunders, that's a part two, correct? Uh, yes, we tabled at Small Press Expo uh, in the fall of 2017. And usually when we've been doing the bigger conventions and even when we've been doing DC, uh, sorry, DC Zine Fest, having a deadline gives us like an opportunity to be like, okay, we're going to create at least one new thing for this convention so that yeah. we'll have something to show. And it sort of pushes us um, to you know, create outside of what we might already be working on. We have a ongoing webcomic, uh, Space Jinx, but... Um, I think it's been about five years or six no, years? No, it's been, seven yeah, years? I think six years at least. It's been a while. Um, but being able to sort of uh, take a break from that, and since we have a lot of interests, uh, it's like, okay, we want to have something fantasy this time because we love fantasy and our webcomic is like sci-fi more, so... Um, with Small Press Expo, we did we explored these animal magician characters, um, Miles and Francel. We kind of jammed together names. It was uh, spring from going to a coffee shop one day and just being like, let's draw some random characters. Oh, yeah, and there was a, a Twitter meme for like coming up with an original character where each person uh, suggests three or four attributes and you put it all together into a drawing. Oh, cool. So, and that became our comic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so the webcomic Space Jinx started six or seven years ago. And according to your bio, which I had the pleasure of reading recently for an audience, um, you've been making comics together for eight years. Is that right? It's been, that yeah, right. uh, since 2010-ish, I think, was the date that we were... I think that might have been the first time we tabled at DC Zine Fest. Well, our first or... comic was in the Crown Royal Anthology. Oh, yes. Or Crown Royale, I guess is how it said. There was, back in the days of Live Journal, back in those days, <laughs> um, we had we both had Live Journals, and there was a community that was like, oh, we're putting together um, sort of like fractured fairy tale comic uh, we're looking for like pitches and have it be like queer fractured fairy tales, like but like you know lighthearted stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was shortly after we had graduated from college, and that was when Cat was living in Seattle, and I was still here in Northern Virginia. And, and did you go to college together? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Where at? Uh, James Madison University. Okay. Uh, and we I, were roommates a couple times. Yeah. Um, and cool. so we had. We graduated together and we're living together and um, would draw a lot together and had a lot of similar interests, similar like, you know, comic interest. Uh, but we hadn't made a comic. We had just explored the idea of like making characters and like coming up with stories, but never really going. We had a drawn a lot of fan art for different anime at the time. Uh, it was a lot of bleach. <laughs> at, yeah, back in the day, Naruto. <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> um, 
So, but yeah, being able to like, I, I I do remember the jump going from like, oh man, why do people draw original characters all the time? And then like doing <laughs> doing like you know Naruto fan characters, and then being like, oh hey, now I, now we have our own characters. Why do people draw fan art? <laughs> like I just wanted. I, I mean, mean, I still draw a lot. Of yeah, fan we art. still draw a lot of fan art. Um, but it was definitely like, it, you know, it becomes really exciting being able to be like explore you know characters that you come up with and just be like. Uh, being able to put them in different scenarios and so the comic kind of springs naturally from there at least for for me since I I guess do a lot of the writing although it's definitely like a lot of the ideas are shared as a team yeah well originally we were just sort of we had our set of shared characters and would just both be drawing them and emailing it back and forth to each other yeah we were trying to do like a drawing a day on live journal <laughs> going back to live <laughs> going journal back again. to live journal <laughs> and it was kind of a way to keep in touch since i had moved pretty far away but now i'm back <laughs> <laughs> and you may move back here just to work on comics with Kendra. Uh, i mean that was actually part of it i well i got laid off and was really missing virginia and then Kendra knew a roommate or a friend who needed a roommate and right so was I was cheap. just yeah I just yes. went for it <laughs> one of those famed group houses that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no air conditioning but hey yeah. it's cheap no, no air conditioning and a certain amount of vermin all the time but cheap <laughs> so just more friends in that shared house yeah, <laughs> yeah six, six people who paid rent and then some other creatures yeah <laughs> So what is a little bit of the, the working process breakdown? Like if you were to uh, describe how you made the most recent comic, how would you how would you break that down for us? Well, we usually start by taking a walk somewhere, like a bakery, <laughs> and <laughs> getting shop. coffee and cupcakes and just like talking about about it, bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah, we we started off going to Cafe Bakery. Um, we had a deadline, and we've we've streamlined our process at this point. Like Cave of Blunders was definitely like, okay, we feel like we're on top of things. We know what what our process is. So uh, we knew what characters we were working with, and we were like, let's do something with them. Let's make it in the span of about like uh, twelve to eighteen pages, because we knew that would be doable with um, our sort of like work pace. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we just have to come up with like a conflict. So we're like, okay, something we want to have a little bit of action, something fun for readers to like latch on to, since that's also something that we enjoy seeing. Um, and when you're doing a comic one shot, we knew that like you want something, you want to be able to have the characters introduced quickly, but then have uh, enough of a hook so that like the reader wants to continue but not to try to throw too much lore in or yeah. uh you know too complicated of a plot um so we knew we wanted you know to have something cute happen with the characters so that people would be like okay i'm interested in these characters and uh and then have some sort of adventure that they're going on and then be able to resolve it within that page span of 14 to 18 pages well, I think we usually like shoot for twelve, and then I assume it'll become sixteen yeah. <laughs> by the time we're done editing. Um, and then we usually like having a punchline. <laughs> we were at Buzz Bakery, and 
Oh, you remember more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't want to necessarily shout out to Buzz because that's not the <laughs> that's not our favorite bakery. <laughs> oh, so what? What is your favorite bakery? Oh, baked uh, and wired. Yeah, baked and wired. Where's that at? Uh, Georgetown. Okay. So they specialize in cupcakes. Uh, really they... big cupcakes. Yeah. Oh, good and ones. Their coffee's also really good. All their baked goods are really good. But yeah, is your we... coffee better than Buzz? Yes. Yes. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Although this, to be fair, this is the buzz that's in Boston and not the one that's off of Slater's yeah, Lane. Yeah, we shouldn't oh, okay. put that in, but Baked and Wired is <laughs> really good. Baked and Wired, we can wholeheartedly support. Uh, yeah, I guess should we go um, back to the planning or? Oh, yeah. So we've let's got see. Um, 12 pages that we assume are going to be turning into like 16 to 18 pages. Yes. Yeah. And from there, how are you breaking down the, the pages between the, the artwork and the writing? Or So for that point, um, we had an idea of what we wanted to do in sort of a general plot. Uh, so I usually handle the writing slash dialogue duties. And since this one was uh, more streamlined, a lot of times when I'm working on comics, I find it easier to write like prose, like write it out as like not even as a script. Yeah. Uh, this this time I sort of broke it down further since we were working with a more condensed um, plot. So I was able to do more script format and experiment with that. It's been sort of a learning process of what works best for Kat. Um, and we usually end up changing some things once I'm adapting it into visual form and figuring out like how to break up the actions and what will look cool when it's drawn or is too subtle or confusing to draw kind of things. Uh, I guess I don't remember the specifics for this comic, but I know I've been trying to think of each page as a unit and make sure yeah. there's like something significant happens on every page. Like maybe it's a joke. Maybe you learn something important. Maybe it's just a big cool sp splash page, but uh just sort of go through the script and break down where I think the page breaks should be and then figure out the layout within that, like for which panels are more important or just need to be bigger to show things. Yeah. Um, so we start off by doing, well, I do some thumbnails that are completely illegible and then I redraw <laughs> it so that Kendra can read it. And uh, then you usually do a round of editing on the dialogue. Yeah, we usually um, share it in, like, we have a Google Doc, and we make the columns, so we'll have the uh, thumbnails, roughs on one side, and then I'll put the dialogue, and if there's any, like, like turn it into a script uh, in the other column. And that way, we can easily, like, go through and just make sure, like, this makes sense. Um, and then, at that point, Kat will give, like, a rough pass over um the thumbnails slash roughs and start doing the pencils. Yeah. And once I get that, I can add rough letters. Um, so, so I'll go make sure it all fits. Yeah. Which after doing it for a while, we've, I think I've gotten better at leaving room for dialogue. <laughs> that was a problem <laughs> at first. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, it's still nice to have that in there early and just be sure. Plus then I don't have to draw the bits of the background that are going to be covered up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then once we have the rough letters, then Cat uh, can start, like, tightening the pencils. I can look at them and just say, like, oh, maybe this should change or this should change. Um, but then at that point, like, I'm uh, especially for Cave of Blunders, I was handling some of the um, other, I guess, like, uh, things like 
making the text the cover text like hand lettering yeah, the we design. Wanted some, yeah, yeah. yeah design and layout i guess yeah kendra does the all the lettering for the comic usually and logos and design and you came up with the uh the text for the back cover oh Word? yeah is that what that's called uh copy i guess um and that and then we're usually like sending each other updates like every night that we're working on it <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so we're able to at least like see it um and be on top of it and since we work at the same job we might discuss it during work <laughs> sometimes that makes it a little bit easy. yeah right. so it'll be like hey uh, you know how about this like this one look good that sort of thing and then sort of also keeps us uh i guess on track and and focused and inspired invigorated to being able to like finish it because yeah, <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's really easy to get burned out since well, we have our day job and it's also really good to at least when we're working that we live together because then i can get instant feedback when i'm like i don't know if this face is right kendra help oh yeah that's that's been <laughs> helpful does the slime look cool now it's been a while <laughs> figuring out how to draw slime <laughs> it was very important for this comic and not having to wait for everything to upload to Google Drive and get comments back. I'm sure it's a lot easier to yeah, just make sure sort of slime is a-okay. Knock on Kendra's door and be like, hey, <laughs> come look at this comic page. <laughs> so that was the new comic for uh, TCAF. What's your um, like comic fair or zine fair schedule like? Um, so the next convention we have coming up is Small Press Expo, and that'll be in September. Um, and we'll be dropping by DC Zine Fest, uh, but not, yeah, we, we're not actually going to be tabling at DC Zine Fest, although, okay. um, I have a piece in a friend's RoboCop scene that'll be, oh, awesome. so there's going to be a RoboCop scene, shout out <laughs> for, uh, Eric Gordon and Vinyl Vagabonds. They'll have that at their table. Um, oh, yeah, I really liked their table last year. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're also local and awesome. Yeah. So they were actually our first, uh, table mates. Oh, at cool. our first DC Zine Fest, yeah. so uh, and I can say that it's like part of the fun of doing, you know, being involved in the local comic scene and doing the shows has been meeting meeting table mates, meeting other <laughs> well, awesome people. We've tabled with Eric and Sarah every time yeah. since then. Yeah, we basically <laughs> we haven't like, really given okay, anyone blood else a chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we usually just do one or two conventions a year since this is uh, sort of a passion project for us and not a yeah not a job yeah this will i mean i think like the most we do in a year is two yeah <laughs> uh there might have been a year that no i guess yeah i think we only do like two a yeah. year um we've done like primarily we've been doing small press expo and dc zine fest this is the first year we did tcaf yeah. um but we've also done richmond zine fest and smudge back when smudge um yeah and also yaoicon oh and yaoicon was what we started with so um where, where is that what is that uh that was uh it's, it's a west coast con and i don't think it's happening anymore actually yeah i think the the people that bought it drove it to the ground Oh no! <laughs> but that one was like for sort of Japanese like gay comic fandom, um, and that was you know part of our interest. So we had some friends that were going, and we also were interested, and yeah. we went and yeah. tabled. And I will say conventions is a really good way to make connections with other artists because you end up uh, just like talking behind the table and 
usually you can also get out from behind the table and just go around and you can kind of see everyone else who has the conventioner bet badge or the yeah tabling badge on like it just seems to be a way to start conversations with people more easily yeah i I really agree i I love going to the fairs and conventions and um especially the ones that are multiple days of the week so you just spend a lot of time with people in a room and you can form blood packs with your neighbors (laughs) yeah yeah so like let them table with anyone (laughs) (laughs) if the convention's slow then like you can do a lot of socializing behind the table so at least there's that as an upside. Yeah, this is, we've actually, yeah, made good friends that we've been in touch with, you know, for quite, yeah. like, the past years. Years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, likewise. It's, again, it's one of the, the best things or best ways to, like, meet people in the community. Um, so when when you are producing, like, you know, one or two or three comics a year, uh, what's going on with Space Jinx? That's pretty much just on hold anytime we're working on a mini comic yeah uh so right now we're still ramping back up into it but we're we've also been discussing um trying to have different kinds of prints and stickers for small press expo so kind of dividing my time between brainstorming and working on those and then working on the comic art so I've only finished two pages since we got back from yeah. Chicago. <laughs> it's yeah, it's been. Um, I mean, having having the full time job and then having the comics in our you know other waking hours of the day, it can be difficult to like juggle that and also just maintain a social life and maintain like being able to have self care. So uh, that's always been something we've been. That, yeah. I mean, that's the eternal like artist struggle. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I guess, oh, for Space Jinx, we've collected it in three volumes so far, and it's been about, like, two, two and a half years in between each volume. Okay. And I'm not sure how long each one is, actually. Like, they're fairly between, like, 50 and 60 pages. I think uh, there might, the recent one might have been 70 pages, but. Yeah, it'll just be every two to three chapters, depending how long the chapters are. Um, though we have been like working on having a like conclusion for it, so an ending is in sight. We have a like oh, we have a like two year plan. <laughs> yeah, probably in two years. <laughs> so that's really pretty exciting. It's it's gonna be crazy because then we can do the omnibus and then we can be like, all right, <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah, <laughs> new formats. Yeah. Um, but I, I did want to talk to you a little bit more about the like the work work balance and trying to balance that with taking care of yourself and seeing friends <laughs> and trying to have some sort of life away from either the work table or the the drawing table or the writing table. Um, and I'm sure that your approach to that has kind of evolved and changed over the past almost decade working together. I, I've gotten tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get a lot more tired easily. Yeah. The older I get, the more I'm like. I'm getting old. <laughs> I guess for me, it just has to be a habit to draw. Like yeah. When we're between chapters of Space Jinx, I kind of find myself not knowing what to do in the evenings. <laughs> but, uh, well, recently I've been trying a different schedule at work, so I do four longer shifts, and then I have three days off. So Friday is my recover from working for four 10-hour shifts day and then like Saturday and Sunday I can work on the comic 
that's the plan anyway. That's a, a pretty good routine. But then any other kind of life circumstance that comes up will usually take priority. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had, I mean, we try to maintain like a, a, a decent social life. So we'll like be involved in a tabletop campaign or something. Although I guess right now, we're both between yeah we're campaigns. both between campaigns which is weird <laughs> but that was a good way for us to like get out of being like okay I should be working on comics or yeah um, the art guilt I've definitely been struggling with that um and then right now is also uh, a harder time to get back into a routine of working on comics because a the weather is better and b <laughs> it's a time of year when we're allowed to take like trips at from our day job again um since there's time like the fall and the spring like it's harder to take vacation so we actually that's why we have a trip planned coming up and uh cat just got back from chicago and i'll be in new york this weekend so it's yeah so it's like but we do sometimes end up planning our next comic while we're on a trip this is true or (laughs) last year since we Found out we got off the waitlist for a small press expo kind of last minute. I spent my whole family reunion working on our book. <laughs> Sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. But then they got copies, so it's all. Actually, I don't, didn't give any of them a copy. Yet. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Bring them to the next family reunion. They can buy them from you. There. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Raise funds for Yeah, the that's what I'll do next year. <laughs> Um, so can you talk a little bit more about the, the DC comics and zine scene that you're part of here? Like you were, you're also involved with creating some more like social engagements with people. Like you have the, the drawing sessions that I, I do really want to come to. <laughs> at some point. So, um, when I moved to this area after graduating like 10 years ago, um, it was kind of difficult or at least like I, I wasn't sure where to look right away like I, w- I knew I was interested in comics and stuff and there are comic groups um but when I would go to some of I didn't go to like the meetups because it just didn't seem as much of my scene since it was mostly like dudes and I guess I don't know I I, I guess there's a bias they were or, doing different kinds yeah of they were comics. doing different types yeah. of comics where I wasn't as interested um and then I guess part of it was finding an online art community and from there finding that there were people involved in this online art community. Like we met one friend who lives um, out uh, in Maryland and we met her actually after uh, Mocha Fest at a party at an after party and mocha yeah, is yeah. like is uh the comic festival in new york so we met her in new york and then it was like oh hey you're local to dc that's cool like yeah. um so we've stayed in touch and hung out um so that was meeting uh, people at a convention uh we've also met people at small press expo yeah and other ones small press expo but found other local artists phantom comics i think is really good for bringing people together yeah uh, like they have the Phantom Femme nights and they also have different uh, drawing days just kind of like everyone come in and bring whatever you're working on and sit at tables together which is a good way to meet people yeah like their, their programming seems really pretty amazing so it's cool to see, have them as kind of like a, a keystone in the in the community 
it's it's been great because it's so inclusive so there's yeah. like yeah i mean you know you show up and you feel welcome there's gonna be someone else that's interested in the same thing probably um or you can find like you know a book club or an event they're doing that's you know of interest um and then yeah just meeting people at the conventions or tabling with them or at work some of our co-workers have turned out to be comic artists uh, oh, just cool. coincidentally, I guess we have a lot of artists in the office. Yeah, we're we're fortunate <laughs> to be in a fairly big company that has like like because we're part of the art department, so it ends up with hiring a lot of artists. And yeah, that's that's been cool to be like. I mean, it's a lot of people keep it on the DL, but sometimes I'll just be like, okay, let me try to Google this person <laughs> and see what I can find. So, but that's worked out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like over over the years that we've lived here, we've been able to like make a good like stable of friends, and then it also is encouraging because anytime we go to events and meet more people, it's just like, oh hey, join, you know, join the group. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we should have a mailing list. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I sort of, ha- yeah, I guess so. Um, we, but yeah, we have like art jams as an extension of, I guess, like just meetups that we were doing and the hardest i think the challenge of the art jams is just finding a place that's like got enough table space <laughs> for <laughs> yeah for the amount of people that'll show for up a weekend yeah. getting tables at a cafe can be difficult we also want the cafe to have good coffee so that can so you don't get a buzz so <laughs> not anymore <laughs> not anymore <laughs> we had a bad coffee experience a bad latte experience but don't put this in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they need to learn i don't know what like the uh anti-sponsor is but i guess it's gonna be buzz cupcakes they're <laughs> they're, they're 9 30 club cupcakes good i'll i'll that, yeah. i'll give them that <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> um but yeah like it's just I mean, and that always combines things I like, which is going out, feeling inspired because I'm in like a coffee shop, bakery, third place, and then meeting up with other people there, you know, also like drawing or talking yeah. about their ideas or yeah. what they do, that sort of thing. So I mean, that's, yeah, my favorite weekend activity is just bringing my sketchbook to a cafe. So it's nice when you can get a group of people all together. Yeah. So uh, one of my last questions for you is I did want to hear a little bit more about how you got into comics and what drew you to the medium um, beyond like making the shifts from like fan drawings into your own characters. But what, what drew you to the form well, as storytellers? I certainly read my share of newspaper strips and Calvin and Hobbes as a kid, but then there was the point when I first discovered anime. Yes. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> uh <laughs> And the at that point, the videos at Suncoast were thirty dollars versus like a volume of manga at Barnes and Noble was ten to fifteen dollars. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I started reading manga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it had lots of girls in it and fantasy and magic stuff and cute characters. So it was a lot more appealing to me than the superhero comics yeah. I've read, which were kind of all I thought comics were until I came across manga i guess that's my side um similar although i started off as a kid because i really liked sonic the hedgehog and (laughs) then i discovered the sonic the hedgehog comics uh and that was downhill for a few years (laughs) 
And uh, I and actually... now we're drawing magicians with animal ears. Yeah, <laughs> it's we're coming back full circle. Um, but I, I certainly always was. I mean, I would draw my own Sonic comics uh, just because I was. I had a lot of time, and I was spending all my time as a kid drawing. And um, yeah. yeah, then like. High school, I was still drawing comics, yeah. Harry Potter comics with my friend, and we were selling those because we had access to a copy machine for free at the school, which was the biggest mistake that school made. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then, yeah, then it was the anime manga where all my attention was went from Sonic the Hedgehog to being like, whoa, this is awesome, like people with superpowers and yeah. that sort of thing, and Sailor Moon, and Sailor Moon was definitely the gateway, so... <laughs> I do also like that there's a bit of a fanzine element to what you're producing, like the the rock cookbooks and oh yeah yeah and things like this. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely something that uh, when we did DC Zine Fest, um, I guess we we were sort of latching on to one of our other interests, which at the time was Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and that's still our best-selling book, oh, our very first amazing. zine. <laughs> Making the and, and and honestly, that was that's been another really good icebreaker at yeah. conventions. Is you know we'll have our our like you know main passion of our original characters and animal magicians and whatnot, and then we'll have our like Nick Cage or Rock scene cookbook, and people are like, just like okay, I need to buy this because I either <laughs> love or hate Nick Cage yeah. or like I love The Rock and and actually a lot of people. When we had the rock scene out, we're coming up and asking us about wrestling, and now we're both into wrestling. So <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> it's worked out. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, you pick up weird new hobbies when you go to Zine Fest. Yeah. <laughs> also, you find out that there's like a lot of overlap between things like wrestling fandom and Zine fandom. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, guess I, I didn't even I didn't realize that myself either until a few years ago there was such a, a crossover between like comics and zines and wrestling it's it's kind of exciting it's like yeah. whoa it's a whole nother world and most people don't know and then you're like oh well i mean there is a very do-it-yourself aesthetic to especially the non like you know major station wrestling so oh, yeah have you seen a, a lot of ed Luce's comics the uh, i'm familiar with them i, I haven't have read them i think patrick has a copy oh. my my boyfriend has maybe a copy he collects a lot of the stuff that like we like between our house or apartment hold we cover a lot of comic ground yeah so um we have a lot on our bookshelves that i don't ever get to just because there's so many <laughs> comics at any time like yeah. i think i'm lucky that i've read everything i picked up at tcaf by now uh i still haven't <laughs> so you haven't yet read the last book from my side that I haven't read. Okay, never mind. I haven't read everything we got at TCAT. <laughs> well, that, that even being able to get through most of everything uh, after coming back recently from a fair is really impressive to me. I ended up coming back from like art book fairs or zine fairs with stacks of things that I... I'm embarrassed to say that sometimes I don't ever get a chance to read. Well, uh, when I was doing my spring cleaning like a couple of weeks ago, I did find a, a stack of zines from Zine Fest two years ago, and I pretty sure i didn't read them <laughs> so now i am slowly <laughs> um i can also ask what's so spx is the next thing that's coming up yes and what are you pulling together for that so there's some stickers and other images and things like this but so that one um since we did cave of blunders for tcaf 
and I yeah. was international. We're gonna be like, okay, it's a stateside debut. Um, <laughs> we we decided we made a pact after TCAF and after we put together Cave of Wonders. Cat was like, okay, we're not doing any new comics, like <laughs> for Small Press Expo well, yet. Because like, I need to work on Space Jinx sometime right. this year, and it was like six months off already. And also, like just doing one new comic a year, yeah, on top of Space Jinx is just it's very difficult so yeah um so yeah and we were also wanting to like try out the like we've talked about making stickers forever and now we're like let's finally make stickers because we want stickers at least um we did try our hand at prints like two years ago when we tabled at small press the small press expo the first year that didn't really like work out for us but um now we've been that was like digital prints and we might try to do some small prints uh with a local reso printer um oh, cool since we just started doing the reso printed covers for our comics uh, at last small press expo and we really i mean it looks really nice. Yeah, it's really fun Re- process. Yeah, Riso is is really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> as you well know, yeah. so <laughs> local printer is Ipsy Bipsy Studio. That's right. Um, based in Maryland. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen some other stuff around. Yeah, and er- Erica Ipsy Bipsy has been tabling at conventions uh, in the area too, and she was actually another person that we met um, through local. It was at DC Zine Fest. She had started giving out her cards. So, um, it's, yeah, been more of the, like, local connections, being in the comic scene. And, uh, how can people catch up with Space Jinx online? Uh, our website is at misadventurecentral.com, <laughs> or I think we still have Space uh, Jinx re- Yeah, there's also spacejinx.com. It'll just redirect you to misadventurecentral.com. And it's spelled Jinx, J-I-N-X, with an X. Because you can think of that since it's adults only, so yeah. X-rated. X implied X, X, X. <laughs> so, uh, yes, be warned. It is a 18 and up site since we run the gamut from everything from our Nick Cage scenes to our, like, erotic space shenanigans. Um, yeah, we just, we just like it all, so... <laughs> Uh, if we want to skip back in time to when we were talking about comics we were excited about. Yeah, yeah. What's the... Uh, this the was the one I picked up at TCAF that I was most excited by is a short comic called What is Left by Rosemary Valero O'Connell. I might be saying that wrong. But it's uh, a short science fiction comic, uh, 36 pages, and it's about memory and how memory makes you who you are it's does a really interesting effect in the artwork to convey moving through time in someone's memories yeah and uh it's sad but beautiful cool i'll I'll check out what is left as well awesome well kendra cat thanks so much for hanging out in the basement with me yeah oh yeah yeah, thanks thanks for inviting us yeah, and again for always inviting us to yeah, cool events. More invites again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for the programming we've been putting together for the local area. It's been a lot of fun. We've so. been able to meet more people that way. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> cool. Alright, thank you.